Ready to maximize your travel and casino experience from both sides of the pond? From airline miles, hotel points, and loyalty programs to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all of the knowledge you need to travel in style. Welcome to ZorkCast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. Now, please welcome the hosts of ZorkCast, Michael Mason Traeger, and everyone's favorite Brit, Steve White. Hello, and welcome back to ZorkCast. We're glad you could be with us today, and it's another lovely afternoon for me, and it's always a lovely afternoon when I get to you know, have some time with Las Vegas, UK. Uh, it's a lovely evening, I hope, for him. So uh, how are you doing, Steve? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? It's, it is a lovely evening. It's um, sort of late October now. And I guess by the time this goes out, I, I can get away with saying it's late October because this will be going out at some point in, in October. But yeah, the nights are drawing in. It's getting it's starting to get very dark now quite early on, which is I kind of don't really like. I like it when it's having a nice light, long evening. The clocks will be changing soon. So, yeah, but I'm good. It's all good here. Cool. Autumn is and you're, and you're us, drinking, or should I say fall? Yeah, what do you, and you're drinking a Coors Light. You see, he's so American. I'm drinking a Coors Light. So I know. I'm basically, I want to be in Vegas already. I'm, I've got about, what, what is it now, a month to go? No, two, <laughs> a month and a half to go. Until I think it's back, like right? 50, so, probably like 54 days. I'm drinking an I'm Appalachian to... Brewery Boone Creek Blonde brewed with honey and orange zest. That sounds very much more fancy than my cause light, but I'm just trying to start to line my stomach ready for Zorkfest because before we know it, Vegas Lent will be starting. I'm not familiar with Vegas Lent. Can you Can you give me the overview on Vegas Lent just so that I know? You've never heard of – well, you know what Lent is, right? Yeah, I mean, I've heard of Vegas Lent, but I'm just thinking that maybe you would give the – yes, I know what – I somewhat know what Lent is. I mean, I'm not well, extremely okay. up on oh my everything God. Call that has to do. Vegas fan. <laughs> but this is the – so Vegas Lent is the 40 days, the, the period of 40 days prior to your next Vegas trip where you prepare by drinking, practicing gambling strategy, potentially – designing spreadsheet plans for your Vegas trip. Not that I've ever done that. I'm not that sort of person. Maybe ever so often. But yeah, it's like that preparation period for 40 days. So it's Vegas then. Everyone knows okay. this, Michael. I think you're just old. I think I heard about it first on uh, <laughs> 500. It might have been on 500 by midnight. But I do not. You That's know very what? true. I've seen some of the lists on message boards, especially like the UK Vegas message boards and these lists of what I'm going to do in Vegas are absolutely scary. Now I I know the differentiation <laughs> is that people who come from the UK are usually spending like 12 days in Vegas so they can have a yeah, really but, long And also list. some people and a lot of people are spending lots of money too. You have to remember that. That's the difference. They might be spending more money on their sort of experience, shall we say. Okay, I know. I get. I mean, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think those lists. But I like. I like to go with the flow. As an overview, the only thing I have on my lists for Vegas is I have like notations about like promotions. Like if there's a five times tier multiplier, starts at this time, ends at this time. Reminders to remind myself to swipe for my twenty dollars times four Caesar's drinks every day reminders if i've got free play or something on a specific day so reminders my list is sleep 
reminders to sleep. I don't need a reminder to sleep. You need that. You do need that. You do need a reminder to sleep. Yeah, but that's my <laughs> reminder. I, I actually, I have mine, mine, mine would tend to be sort of if I wanted to visit a restaurant, perhaps, or if I wanted to go and see something specifically because it was specifically around on that date. Like if I wanted to go and see Luke Bryan in February at Resorts World, which I may be doing. Hmm. <laughs> but those would be my list so yeah i get you i don't like to make too many plans because you know what in my experience of visiting vegas even from the uk if you make too many plans doesn't happen you kind of realize oh my god i'm on a hot streak on this table i'm doing really well on this machine i don't want to leave it you do not stick to those plans so i yeah, think it's, I, don't. I think it's somewhat philosophical because if you're the type of person who makes a bunch of plans and then on a plane ride home, when their trip is over, gets upset that they only did half the things, then it's not a good exercise. I think it's fine if you still are go with the flow and it doesn't really upset you. I, you know, to me, I would look at it more like a couple of keywords and an overview. But, you know, some people get really upset if they don't do. You see, I could never do a trip. This is philosophically why my wife and I are a little bit different when we travel anywhere around the world because she would like to have something planned every moment. I am most concerned about where we're having dinner and sitting at the, and usually sitting at the pool or the beach. But, you know, I think you just don't want disappointment. You know, if it, if it disappoints you, if it's, you're the kind of person that doesn't disappoint, it's a very good exercise because it gets you excited for your trip, right? So you're excited it, because you're writing notes and doing that. So I think, yeah, and I think, I think it, I think it also depends on how you do Vegas. If you're doing Vegas like me, solo, don't have anyone else really to worry about, then you can get away with no plans because all you got to make sure you do is eat something at some point, sleep maybe at some point. <laughs> Whereas if you're with someone else and it's their first time, or you're with your significant other and they really want to do something, then maybe you need the plans. The only thing that um, I would say you probably need to plan is where you want to stay although some people don't do that they just literally turn up at the airport and call their host and like oh, i need a room tonight um and maybe you know well as brits know they like to well we know from experience that brits love to book their parking like years in advance i mean i've probably got gatwick parking booked for like 2026 right <laughs> yeah no, it's, 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 it's 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 one of the most extreme bizarre things when you're reading <laughs> A, Can I just point out, I do not have planning. parking at Gatwick, but for 2026, I'm completely taking the mickey. But we honestly get people who are like, well, I've got my parking book to Gatwick for 2024, but I need a hotel for 14 nights. Can you book me somewhere? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm back parking. in about a year and a half. <laughs> who worries about parking? That is such, honestly, it's, it's such a Euro-focused thing. I mean, I guess sometimes in the States, we worry about it. I think part of the issue is you do have some people and boy, we're going off on a tangent. So we need to end this really quickly. Uh, but, but there are some people who are driving maybe like an hour and a half or two hours to Gatwick. So they're really concerned yeah. about their parking. I tend to find in most of the places I've lived, once your trip exceeds 10 days, it's cheaper to take an Uber round trip to the airport or a car service or a wheelie. than it is to park. Yeah. Exactly. Like where I live in Charlotte right now, I could be to the airport in 12 minutes. So if the trip is exceeding two days, <laughs> there's like no <laughs> sense in parking at the airport. If it's exceeding been... 12 minutes, 
There's no point. You might as well just get a cab. Yeah, because there's just no there's no way parking is going to be an economical solution for that many days because Uber is so inexpensive. Uh, so anyway, this back- is like the longest opening intro we've done in a long time. We need to get yeah, off. Yeah, it was just totally. It's, it's it's amazing how we go off on these tangents. Well, last week we so, talked about a dog for ages. So <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, today's main ep- main topic is going to be about what we think could be considered new Cosmo or the next Cosmo. And that would be Resorts World Las Vegas. We are also going well, can I just to... Can I just jump in and point out those were your words? I don't know yet. I haven't decided quite yet if I think... I know. Be can you just let me do this? This is, your oppor- this is your opportunity. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. This, that, that's the first time I've had Michael swear on a podcast in about six months. That means he's serious. <laughs> I'm just trying to get through the fucking list and you're not letting me, okay? We have a formula here. Oh my God, I'm going to go back to my... Show. I'm going to go back to my cause light and sit in the corner until I'm called for. You know, we have a schedule and we are not keeping to it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I am humoring you with the incorrect pronunciation of schedule. <laughs> I'm just sitting in the corner and being quiet. <laughs> okay. Like a, like a Victorian school child. <laughs> We're going to talk our history moment will be on Stardust, which I think we've done before because I refer to Resorts World as Stardust. And yes. the final bits today, Steve is going to talk about pay tables. And the amazing thing is I can't give anything away. You know why? Because I don't even remember what we discussed when we came up with them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's actually wow. a total surprise to me what he's going to be talking about with regard to pay tables. So that's, See, he swears that's- at me, and now he swears at me, and now he needs me for the end. So he has to be nice for the rest of the show. I would like to say that I am always nice. <laughs> Didn't I say something nice about you on Twitter? About a day ago. Oh, you did. <laughs> but I. But the funny thing was, I couldn't work out: is he is he being serious or is he just like is this sarcasm? <laughs> so so before we start, we're we're gonna look at a little bit of uh, well, we're not gonna look, we're gonna talk because it's a podcast. You know what is Resorts World Las Vegas? So we're going to take the verbiage directly from the property fact sheet. And basically, the story that they say behind Resorts World or how they describe it is uh, it opened on June 24th, as we know, and as the first integrated resort to be built on the Las Vegas Strip in over a decade, the sleek yet simple elegance of this new $4.3 billion property was developed with the intention of bringing the elevated experience for which the Resorts World brand is known to the modern Las Vegas traveler seeking luxury, value, and variety. By the way, what's interesting here that just hit me, $4.3 billion, And remember, Cosmo was sold for $5.5 billion. Correct. Which means it was a bargain just building a new resort instead of just buying Cosmo. Yeah, I mean, as well, you have to you have to take into account that this is the first resort that's opened on the Strip since the Cosmopolitan, right? 
So this is like kind of a major deal. I don't, I can't recall off the top of my head, and I probably should have looked this up beforehand. So how unprofessional of me, but how much did Cosmo initially cost when that was built? Do you have that figure? No, no, I don't. I only have the figure that Blackstone paid for it, but that's a really. But I would, good... I would, so I would imagine though that this cost more than Cosmo initially cost to build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's a great I mean, that, that's definitely I mean, I didn't know I was going off on this because I only pulled up the this press release sheet an hour ago. But, you know, how much did Cosmopolitan cost to build? Of course, we hope the right Cosmopolitan comes up. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, assuming this is correct, what I pulled up on the Google right away, uh, Cosmopolitan uh, took almost six years to build and cost an enormous $3.9 Okay, so less than Cosmo. However, bearing in mind we're, what, 10 years on? Probably more. I'm just pulling at straws there. It's been built with quite a budget in a way, like kind of – a small budget, I would say, for a Vegas resort. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're not to the point yet. This would be so interesting to look at. You know, we're not at the point where someone spent ten billion dollars on a resort yet. No, I, I mean that's extraordinary. But let's continue with just some facts. Resorts okay. for Las Vegas features thirty five hundred guest rooms and suites, an innovative next generation gaming floor, over forty world class food and beverage options, some of which are not open yet, but most which are. Most things are pretty much so open. A 5,000 capacity theater, distinct nightlife venues, an extensive retail collection boasting a wide spectrum of internationally known brands and more, which is really pretty cool. They also have a really, really cool spa with some great people operating that spa that come from another luxury. Park. Have you been in? Because the spa's, the spa's only just opened, hasn't it? It was yeah, open yeah. At, the, I, at the uh, – yeah. So, no, it's, it looks great. Every, everything looks good. Their gym – is fantastic too and they have a bunch of pelotons also i think i might have mentioned that in some post about Vegas. you did and the other the other cool thing is there's actually three separate hotels isn't there within the resort so they're all run by hilton but they're under three different brands so you've got the hilton the comrade and croxford's which is an lxr right exactly yeah and there's a you know there's just a lot of interesting stuff i mean a lot of the uh the art found around and they have a great QR code system where you can do like an art tour. A lot of the art is from the uh, owner of resorts world, you know, the, you know, the whole, that whole family, which is very interesting. Yes. So there's, there's a a resorts world here in the, in the UK too. We have one in Birmingham I've been to, which is, it's good. It's, I mean, it's probably, you know, UK casinos are like, they're not big. It's, it's good for a UK casino though. So they definitely have an idea of what they're doing. Yeah, and they have other properties like the property in this Catskills. We actually did an article on that in the Catskills, New York, uh, years ago. But you know, I was very impressed by it. You know, I had I had checked out the room product before they opened, and I finally was able to get a proper tour. And I mean, I I love the food court area. I love the tablet ordering. I love the high limit room. I was showing you those really cool areas where you have your slot machine, you have a personal TV, you have a place for your purse or immerse, you have USB charging all over the place. Amazing. I'm going to put together. So I heard though, I heard though that you have to be gambling for the USB to work. 
you have to be playing the machine for the USB to work. That is a stroke of genius. That is, but they also have USB like in the cocktail lounges, like oh, right. everywhere. So I took a picture of this really cool table in one of the cocktail lounges that had USB on on the end of the table. So it's integrated everywhere. I mean, the flow is magnificent. The colors, the just the overall flow of the property. Also, the way that the property flows from casino floor into the sort of the hotel wing and where the breakfast venues are and everything really very well designed. I sort of liked how Conrad and Crockford's and Hilton were sort of on that area, but they all sort of flowed together and you could easily flow out to where you would get breakfast. And there are two breakfast venues. One of them is a 24 hour venue and it's really cool. And now, and I wish I'd had a thought to do it, but now there's a Crockford's West area, and that area is actually uh, more suites. So they pulled some suite inventory uh, from the other properties, which they're turning into Crockford's. I don't want to say it incorrectly, so I'm going to get more data on that. I'll post it in the Facebook group because I don't don't want to screw this up because Crockford's is the top floors of the property that go up to 66, and then there's Conrad and Hilton. Conrad is sort of the middle higher portion, and then Hilton – you know, overlaps that a little bit, I I believe. Also on the 66th floor, there is a magnificent bar and there is also a gaming salon, uh, which I took a great video of. The other thing is in that bar, they have video poker machines and you can get comp drinks. They have two machines. Yes, I took pictures of that too. I haven't put any, I haven't put anything out there with all my, I, I think I put a little bit out there. Yeah, you need to put more out there, though. You're letting the side down a little bit, Michael. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, because I have I have a great video of a Crockford suite, which I thought was wonderful. Oh, and they have great toilets. They they have, like, those great <laughs> toilets with, like, a super panel. Like, it can do everything, like, dry my ass, you know, do, like, all the, like, massage functions and all the things that you expect from a toilet. So, And all of these hotels kind of have their own lobbies, don't they? They have their distinct lobbies. They all have their own lobby um, bar. Uh, did you did you manage to get to all three? Uh, I mostly was just concentrating on Crockford's and Crockford's. Did you see the little key from Crockford's? And they also have yes. like another key. They give you like a skeleton key, which is really nice. Like the, the skeleton key is like a souvenir, right? You can take that home and then you've got your little card key, but it's only like half the size of a normal credit card. Yeah, it's great. It's it's really cool. And I thought the entry level suite. I was hoping to see some of the other suites that day, but I was coming off of the Raiders Bears weekend. So it was on a Monday. So obviously it's a problem. And you know what? Good for them. They are booking up. So it's hard to, but the entry level one bedroom suite was very, very well done. Good tech, great dining table with the biggest lazy Susan I've ever seen. The wonderful mini bars, half of that, half is a refrigerator. That is a consistent thing in a property, which is really smart. Lovely ba- lovely bathroom, great toilet, like I was saying. Great space in the closet for you to put your rollerboard and stuff like that. Like really well, really well designed. So I was, I was pretty impressed by it. Obviously, Crockford's is the highest pro- price point. And then you have Conrad. And then you have uh, regular Hilton. I've seen the regular Hilton suites are really nice. And you know what? The Hilton can be quite the bargain. I mean, around Thanksgiving yeah. period, the Hilton is as low as $69 plus plus. 
Wow. So that's now remember the plus plus does include the extraordinary $45 resort fee, but yeah. it's still really good for a brand new hotel that is at a really lovely property. The other thing is, uh, I mean, Conrad rooms go for as low as 119 plus plus. But I was going to say, is Conrad is Conrad Las Vegas as good as the Conrad brand elsewhere? Because I've had mixed things, right? And the Conrad brand, you know, I love staying at the Conrad in London. There's the Conrad in New York. There's the Conrad in D.C. There's some amazing Conrads throughout Asia. Is the Vegas Conrad as good? I believe there is a very good review Actually, I know there's a very good review on Travel Fanboy's site, uh, which I think was by uh, Han, uh, who is does a lot of Twitter, uh, talking about his Conrad experience. You know, the okay. rumblings that I've heard are that this Conrad does not live up to like like the Asian the level of service at the Asian Conrads. I don't I don't really want to get heavy into this topic. But, you know, a personal opinion is, first of all, the, the the price point, considering the property in America, also considering the service standard overall in America, which is much different, you know, than the Conrad. You know, well, like, look at the Conrad London. You're very, <laughs> you're very familiar with the Conrad London because you almost live there. So uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot different. Also, this is the largest Conrad in the world. And no matter what anybody wants to say, you know, running a luxury hotel with thousands of hotel rooms becomes really difficult unless you try to really isolate and make one part of it luxury, like the way Wynn Tower Suites does it or the way Four Seasons yeah. Las Vegas, which, if you think about it, is quintessential. It's really like a part of Mandalay Bay, but it's only 400 rooms. Crockford's has done that. That's exactly what I was going to say. You, I was going to say, Wind, Wind Tower Suites, Four Seasons, that's your sort of really good examples of that. Right. I mean, so I think part of it is expectations. I mean, also part of it is like, except for on super duper high capacity days, you know, what are you getting bang for your buck? I mean, in the luxury programs with the Conrad with, you know, $100 food and beverage, which you can use almost anywhere and $50 a day for breakfast. Remember also Hilton Golden Diamonds are getting another $50 a day breakfast. So you're getting equivalent. Well, you actually, that's just a hundred, another $50 food and beverage credit. So Hilton Golden Diamonds are when staying at Conrad getting basically a hundred dollars a day in food and beverage. If they book under impresario, that's a lot. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a big deal, especially as some of the rooms, right. We're going for under, under 200 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you have to figure that out. But I mean, I think the property is gorgeous. Almost everybody in the Travels Work Facebook group and a number of friends I know, they love it. They love gambling there. You know, unfortunately, my trip was more like commercial oriented because I'd really like to spend. I wish I could spend a bunch of time gambling there and I will. But it is a gorgeous property. Also, they have great food and beverage places. Uh, I mean, really, really cool places. I think this place, Wally's, which is from uh, the West Coast. Uh, the food court is great. Uh, tons of interesting fine dining venues and lots of new stuff opening up. Uh, so, I mean, what's the, what's the name of the steakhouse at at the D? I just, I just went blank. Uh, Adiamo, right? Yeah. There's another restaurant they're opening there called Andiamo, but nobody's saying what it is. And I'm sort of wondering if it's the same people, but I think it'd be really weird if it yeah. is. Also, yeah. they're opening a caviar bar. 
Oh, Michael, that's like your dream. I have pictures. I mean, it's it's a great property. They have a great fleet of Rolls Royces for people who qualify for it. And also, they are doing smart, aggressive tier matches. I do think they have say, okay, Here is my question. Should I be making this my new Cosmopolitan once Cosmo goes to M Life? Is Resorts World the place? I mean, I can, I quite like the idea of having a smart swap machine, be able to watch my sport on the little screen in the high limit room. That's cool. I like that. Yes. Um, I like the idea of the bars. I've had the cocktails are really good at the bars and the comp cocktails, which is kind of making me think of Cosmo. So I'm kind of going with you on the new Cosmo thing here. Um, I'm liking the sound of the food and beverage. Uh, from what I've heard, everyone who works there loves working there. So you tend to get great service. Location could be better. Maybe, perhaps. Well, yes, the location true. That could be better. You know, as one who stayed at the Stardust forever, the location is really nice because it's close to the uh, fashion show mall. I thought you were going to say because it's close to Circus Circus. Well, that too. <laughs> you know, it used to be <laughs> great. Pepper Mill. Close to the Pepper Mill. It's close to the Pepper Mill. Uh, you know, it used to be at Stardust, you had the Frontier to gamble at, you had Circus Circus, and you had the Riviera. Oh my God, it makes you so sad though to think um. it's. <laughs> also, honestly, it's close to win. Well, yeah, that's true. It is very close to win, isn't it? Remember, they had that whole thing with win where they the the building, the glass they used looked too similar, and they were like, win weren't happy about it because it looked like basically another win or uncle. Yeah, no, think about it this way, Steve. What more do you really need? Let's talk walking difference. Like Peppermill and stuff okay. is a great example. But you've got Wynn, which is arguably the best property in Las Vegas. And when you're really down in the dumps or you want to go low roller, you've got Circus Circus right there. Well, yeah. <laughs> so or when you want to punish yourself, uh, that's uh, – I'm not that so, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, – I think it's – also, remember, places like Resorts World are designed for you not to leave. Well, yeah, exactly. And they've got so much food and beverage there. They've got shopping Ooh. there. They've got everything Ooh. you can ever want. Ooh. They've got the infinity pools. They've got like seven pools, right? Yeah, it's it's incredible. And I remember the one with the thing with the mushroom. <laughs> I was like, I'm try, I was trying to absorb, I'm always trying to memorize everything. But the one with the mushroom, that one is Conrad, I think. When you look from the 66th floor. Uh, but I, I think that there is a lot of goodness there. I am extremely impressed. I know there have been some grumbles about, you know, hotel service and room products. But, you know, I remember when Cosmo opened, there was a yeah. lot of bitching a lot about of a lot of things at yeah. Cosmo. So I think and you know it, what? Every every new resort has issues. They had the tech issues at the start where their systems weren't working properly and nobody could pay for anything through electronic means or whatever. But that's all sorted out now, right? So I think this place is worth a go. I'm looking forward to checking it out. I may have to even check it out in December when I'm over for Zorkfest. They also have a super duper secret speakeasy. Did you see my video on that? That's in that little Asian. Uh, yes, I, shop. and I've heard about it too. And it's yeah. tiny too, isn't it? Right. But everywhere has to have a speakeasy now. Everywhere's doing it. There's like two or three at Cosmo alone. Yeah, I know. But it's 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 cool. There's the Mulberry Street Pizza, which in today's Vegas news, which we've already dropped. Well, today being Sunday, being the twenty fourth of October, which you're listening to this. 
I don't know. <laughs> Could be November. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark Meltzer says that he is not impressed by the pizza there. So uh, he oh. tweeted that out the other day. I think, you know, I think there's a lot of goodness here. I don't, you know, maybe I'm silly. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I just love Las Vegas too much. But this is an awesome resort. They have done a lot of awesome things here. If we're going to be looking for pubic hairs in bathtubs or things like that, you know, or complaints about the room product, I'm going, I mean, a couple of things I'm going to always say is like your standard is really that high. And if your standard is that high, I mean, seriously, don't deviate from four seasons mostly. And you'll, you'll probably have a really, really good yeah. life. But I think at the price point, so what they're offering here, it's a new hotel room product. The one differentiation I will make, which disappoints me, but might not disappoint the millennials. You're a millennial, are you? Are you younger than a millennial? I don't know. Is, uh, room no, service. I'm not a millennial. For the less expensive brands, for Hilton and Conrad, the room service is that like uh, in a bag from all of the you have a choice uh, yeah, of all like, these room uh, options. Like Uber Eats kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crockford's is proper in-room dining. I prefer, you know, I want my glassware. I want my table set. I want my little carafe of green juice. I want my little carafe of iced coffee. I want, I know I want my beer delivered. Like wind delivers you one beer in an ice bucket. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, yeah. And charges you like 20 bucks for the privilege. Darling, darling. Well, unless you're you're doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I have one question. I have one. I have one question for you, um, and I haven't briefed you on this question, so I'm you may get like a question. bit nervous about this. You know the answer already. <laughs> well, <no. laughs> when are we getting married? No. Um, so, why have you not checked out Resorts World sooner? Because I think the one thing they perhaps screwed up was the whole opening thing. I don't think enough people were excited about it. But I don't know if that's true because part of the reason I haven't checked out is because I haven't been able to get over there. Why did you not go sooner? Or was it literally just time? Because I was there for some preview stuff in May. And then I was in Vegas for the trip that wasn't supposed to happen in June, where I was doing a bunch of things, including Mayfair and looking at the new Raider suites and all the Raider stuff at uh, Delano and Luxor. And honestly, it would have meant another trip to Vegas. And that was about when we just got our shipment, our goods finally from the UK. And and it I wasn't just, Results World's fault. It wasn't Results World's fault. Yeah, that's why Mark went and did the hotel review for the yeah. Conrad. So it wasn't Results I mean, I wanted to go, but I, I sort of felt that I've had a lot of Vegas this year and it would have, it would have just been too much. <laughs> Your wife would have killed you. That's what that translates to. Exactly. <laughs> But that's true. I think, you know, just to interject before we get, I mean, I think we've covered a pretty good overview. I, of course, I mean, I I try to be careful. The one thing I regret that I haven't spent a bunch of time gambling, but my last trip was supposed to be 24 hours. So I I didn't have a chance to do that. I think I see. But was it 24 hours? But was it 24 hours? (laughs) It wasn't my fault. The flight was delayed. It was not my fault. Anyway, what I believe, uh, I I believe that this is a great resort. I believe there is an incredible amount of potential there. 
I think it'll be interesting to see how it grows. I'm excited to check it out, and I really, really want to stay at Croxford's. I kind of want to stay at Comrade too, um, but I think Croxford's for me is the place to stay, so I'm going to try and do that first. And maybe gamble there too, actually. I want to gamble there because I want to get some comps. Maybe get them to match an offer. Well, the thing is, you have some really good offers, and I think it would be really wild. I mean, we didn't go into this deep, but the fact that they're matching offers, and if you've got a $1,000 free play offer, that's really, really strong. I think I was starting to say before, Dave and Miles talked that they were matching status. But, you know, I think, you know, for you, the really valuable thing is getting a higher status and also matching your free play and food and beverage because then you're, you're, you're basically coming in with the comp room and all of that kind of stuff. And before we sort of wrap this up, just a reminder, uh, as we always say, Travels or Travel, Travels or Travel.com. We do a lot of Hilton impresario bookings. We love working with Hilton. Some really good deals at this property. Uh, if you're Hilton planning on booking awesome to work with, I got to say, yeah, if you're planning uh, to book for Vegas or to book, uh, especially to book at Resorts World. We would love the opportunity to quote that. The impresario program is really nice. We also just recently have some super secret offers we can give also for the Hilton, but we're not allowed to talk about them. Don't you love it? Michael, here's a promotion, but don't tell anybody yeah. about it. Don't tell anyone. Uh, we can. It's good. Yeah, just tell people. Just tell people on the down low. But anyway, uh, it's it's been a pretty it's been pretty cool. And there are a lot of other Hilton properties that we deal with. Uh quite a bit in Dubai, the Waldorf, which is really a popular property there. And, you know, just think of us. Also, we've got this great event coming up, ZorkFest. We are not going to go into it too much today, but visit ZorkFest.com to find out all the details. The details of Podcaster Potluck have been announced. This is an event within Zorkast. Zorkast, though. This is Zorkast within Zorkfest, <laughs> where we have a live audience panel podcaster event, which is going to be hosted by the Plaza Hotel. Really cool. We've got travel podcasters. We also have lots of gambling podcasters. So it's a pretty neat kind of thing going on. Tim of The Better Life. Julia of Geobree, Scott of Vital Vegas, Julian of Vegas Confessions, Lisa from the Plaza of the Plaza's podcast on the corner of Maine. And then that is followed by a live audience, The Better Life. I do believe that Tim announced a special guest for that episode on his most recent podcast this week. So you can check it out there or follow it on the Twitter. Of course, this is in combination with all the educational sessions and you can mix and match things. So it's really pretty cool. And I'm doing two sessions, so you should come along to those. <laughs> of course you should. And they're, they're really, really good. So, so what were we thinking of uh, to, to wrap things up? I mean, I'm not going to go too far into Stardust history, but the land where Resorts World is, was... My dearest casino, the Stardust, and I was well, there for the final. That's why I thought you had to mention it. So when we were planning this, even though I knew you'd done the Stardust before, I kind of thought like it felt poetic that you mentioned it at some in some way, shape, or form. Stardust was wonderful. I was there for its final weekend. I played the final day shift, big 
Baccarat shoe. There is a secret website that is still live with a bunch of the Stardust stuff, and I'm going to reveal that soon, unless other people can find it. It's a little mysterious, but Stardust was wonderful. We need to do an entire episode on Stardust. When Stardust was uh, imploded and they got rid of it, there was going to be a multi-hotel property called Echelon, if you recall. I think there was going to be a Shangri-La as well as other properties. Because of the recession and other reasons, that property was halted. And then eventually, Results World resumed the building there or started to build, (laughs) basically started to build. And here we are today with a beautiful new resort, which exceeds all expectations. Really great stuff. And, you know, there's little bits and pieces of the Stardust around there. The palm trees at the pool are originally from the pool area of Stardust. So that's sort of... Oh, that's cool. And they get a sign there too, haven't they? I don't don't think it's the original sign, but they've certainly got a Stardust sign. Yeah, yeah. What, What they don't have, though, is the beautiful Stardust Baccarat room. But they have beautiful... Highly the salon privés. So, Steve, <laughs> pay tables. What's it all about? Well, so the reason I brought this up is because someone posted a win they had on a slot machine here in the UK. And the interesting thing was that win in Vegas would have been massively bigger. And that is because in Vegas, you would have had to book 20 lines, bet 20 lines on that machine. Michael, you want to interject? And that machine is the machine you taunt me with, with every single trip to Vegas, especially if he has been drinking. He sends me messages. (laughs) Diamond Queen. Diamond Queen. Michael, just just put a thousand dollars. He's my girl. Well, it's like it. Well, the beauty of see the beauty of Diamond Queen in Vegas is because if you're playing the dollar version or even the twenty five cent version, it's a twenty line machine, so you're always getting twenty times your payback if you're betting max. And here in the UK, we have Diamond Queen. You don't get that because the the setup is different because we don't have the, the lines and stuff. You're just betting per spin. So we, we I thought it was interesting because that means. That we need to put a link in the show notes to this amazing – you could talk about the win, who hit this great Diamond Queen win in the UK. Yes, yeah, so this is Matt Bridger. He won £4,000. In fact, I don't think it was over £4,000, but £4,000 on that last spin on, on Diamond Queen, which is fantastic. And I'm not trying to take away from Matt's win at all. But it, it I found it quite interesting that actually if you were playing that same machine in Vegas, a dollar a spin, you probably were looking at – I can't remember. I worked it out. I think it was like, it was thousands and thousands of dollars more. So I think that's interesting. I think that shows how things can be different from country to country. We also obviously talk about pay tables all the time when it comes to video poker. And it's always important to check your pay tables. So you're getting the best pay tables possible for your game. But that's a whole other issue and maybe something that will get covered at Sorkfest, I would imagine, with uh, when it comes to video poker. Yes. And also, so 4,000 pounds is about 5,500 US dollars. The other thing to differentiate, I think it's really important to talk about pay tables on slots. Well, it's not even, we're not even really talking pay tables. We're talking like number of lines well, that the, you're well, playing. Well, the, other, the other thing is, well, payback is totally different. In the UK, yeah. I think the payback's better. On Diamond Queen, it's much easier to hit a bonus in the UK, in my view, than in Vegas. 
In Vegas, if you hit a, if you hit a bonus on dollar Diamond Queen, it's pretty much a guaranteed hand pay. Yeah, but but the thing to differentiate when we were talking, I don't want to make a confusion when we were saying pay tables. We don't really see. There are some people who've tried to figure them out. You know, slot machines. We don't really see the pay tables for the slot machine. Whereas, like video poker, no. you're looking at like you know, two jacks pay this. You know, a royal flush yeah. pays this. A full house pays this. That is a pay table. A little bit of what we're talking yeah. about is more so like uh, number pay. of lines played and the. Yeah. Well, I guess you could call it. It's like the payback. It's it's sort of like wh what the machine is giving. I mean, it's really important to look at. When you play, like when you pay high denomination machines, you know what you yeah. get for one coin, two coin, three coins. If it doesn't scale properly, sometimes you're better off playing one coin. But if the bonuses are much better with three coins or two coins, you're better off doing that. With video poker, you can actually figure out the odds of the machine, like whether it's a 99% payback yeah. or 97 by those pay pay tables with slots. You can't really do that. Did I explain that well? I, I just wanted to make a differentiation. Yeah, well, using the word the thing too. Yeah, and with Diamond Queen, if you were playing in Vegas, you'd be having to bet more because you're having to you're wanting to play the twenty lines because you're having to max bet to get the full full game. In the UK, you don't do that. You get the full game, however much you bet, whether you bet one pound or twenty pounds. And in fact, in most casinos, the max you can bet in the land based casino is five pounds so you're actually probably thinking uh you're getting a better deal but maybe you're not because actually in vegas you're going to get a better win but you're going to have to bet more so there we go i don't know if that sounded really confusing but it sounded like it made sense in my brain yeah i just i just wanted to be i just wanted to be careful leo's getting so upset right now i think there's someone about three floors above me drilling maybe they're hanging some pictures or something but he <laughs> i hear this little bit of like in the background and leo's like What's happening? What's happening? Leo, uh, Steve well, says it's on the way. Yeah, so it's great. <laughs> so, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And this has been a super fun episode. Steve, thank you again for just being you. And thank you. Ah, you're everyone. being too kind to me. Something's not right. Something's yeah. going on. This doesn't make sense. He's being too nice to me. <laughs> well, uh, you'll see. You know something's brewing. Anyway, everyone, until <laughs> next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Insta at TravelZork and on the ZorkCast Facebook group. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, dream big and remember, a dollar won is twice as sweet as a dollar earned. 